Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Tierra Ray. And every Friday, I'm having grown convos about parenting, adulting, and navigating that dating pool. I'm talking about low vibrational shit. I'm giving folks their flowers. And I'm manifesting that soft life with a spiritual download at the end of every episode. Gotta have that balance, baby. So tap in, tune in, listen in, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Bruh, make mine your favorite podcast. Rated M, because we motherfucking grown. Hey, y'all, it's your girls here, Lorraine, and welcome back. Thank y'all for tuning in to Rated M, because we motherfucking grown. I missed y'all. Y'all miss me? I missed y'all. Um, sipping on my caramel frap that I made from scratch. Yeah. I don't do the Starbucks and the McDonald's no more. I've been delivered. <laughs> um, so y'all, I just made white chicken chili for the first time in the crock pot. When I say that shit is bussing, bussing, bussing. It's woo. I'm proud of myself. I had to give myself a pat on the back for that because it's crock pot season. And so I'll be pulling out the crock pot and I'll be trying to come up with crock pot recipes. And so chili is a big one, which I've made chili, but never have I made white chicken chili. And that shit is so good. And that will be something that I continue to make. The next one that I'm going to make is the Zupa Toscana soup. And if you don't know what that is, it's that soup from Olive Garden. Oh my God, with the kale and the um Italian sausage. Yes, that shit's so good too. Um, so yeah, so crock pot season, that's you know what I be doing. I, and I love making crock pot meals because it's so easy. It's just, you know, throw your ingredients in the crock pot, let it do its thing for a couple hours. You go run some errands or go to sleep overnight, whatever the case may be, and your house is smelling so good, boom. And you got something you can kind of eat on all throughout the day. Keep it on warm setting all throughout the day. Smash on some stuff. So I love crock pot season. I'm making my soups and stuff. Um, My ass had to download some brain apps and vocabulary app. And a vocabulary app so that I can keep my brain sharp. Because for one, I smoke a lot and I be forgetting shit. <laughs> and for two... You know, now that I host a podcast, I have to be deft at articulating so that I can elucidate the points that I'm making. <laughs> Don't play with her, okay? Listen, okay, vocabulary? Yeah, that vocabulary app, every day I be getting my, I'm like, ooh, ooh, look at these words. Because it's one thing to just say the simple term for, for some things, but when you know, you know, the, like, okay. You know the big word for it? Mm, you is smart. So definitely want to keep my brain sharp because I truly believe if you don't use it, you can lose it. And I've been out of school for, what, over 10 years now? So, yeah, if you don't use it, you can lose it. Last episode, I talked about my dating app horror stories talked about threesomes and pussy power and if the word pussy bothers you this is not gonna be the podcast for you to listen to okay i'm just gonna say that now the word pussy is a problem for you don't tune into this podcast because we're gonna be using that word a lot here okay um but yeah so i talked about all those things and the response from the men has been surprisingly good 
Eh, it's been a little thirsty too, but for the most part, it's been surprisingly good. I've had several men hit me up. They said they love the episode. They're subscribed. They uh, gave me great feedback, which I really appreciate. And of course, you know what I'm talking about, pussy. The Thirst McGurs, they come out the woodworks. So I've gotten several unsolicited dick pics. <laughs> unsolicited dick pics. I've got random requests to link up from new niggas. And niggas that I haven't talked to in years have slid into my DMs. Um, so, you know, that just comes with the territories. But I, I don't mind. Okay, now I'm just put it out there. I don't mind getting dick pics, okay? I don't. I'm not that girl, you know, I know a lot of women be like, don't send me dick pics. Oh my gosh, I didn't ask for that. Listen, send them to me, especially if the dick is beautiful, okay? <laughs> I love medium size, thick, girthy, they got that big mushroom head, just like a lollipop. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind them. I'm a dick pic connoisseur. <laughs> okay, that shit tickled me. But um, I'm, but I'm just glad, you know, I said all that to say, I'm really glad that I do have a male audience. And um, I know it's a matter of time when I start getting those, uh, were you talking to me? Were you talking about me? Messages, you know, because I'm going to be talking about, you know, things that I've experienced. So the dating app, horror stories. That's something that that I go through. Some, you know, this is the things that I've been through. So the guys that I've talked about, I, they know I have a podcast. So if y'all listened in to the last week's episode, you know, hey, if you feel like I'm talking about you, then do better. Shit. Do better. Y'all deserve better than that. That's low vibrational. The low vibrational shit this week. So, Brittany Griner is a, in, a WNBA player who had, she went to Russia because the WNBA does not get pe- paid nowhere near what the NBA gets paid, right? So, some of those women, they have to play overseas during the offseason, and Brittany Griner is one that has to do that. And so, she was, um, you know, in Russia, and... She she did have like a weed vape, I believe is what it was. Um, got caught in TSA and they sentenced sentenced her to like nine years. So she has been released from the Russian prison in exchange for a Victor Bout, who is a Russian arms dealer who was serving twenty five years in the U.S. This nigga's name. Nickname is the Merchant of Death, okay? And when I say folks are in a frenzy about this swap, they are tiffed. I mean, the whole day when the news was released, that's all I saw on Facebook. I'm like, y'all are upset, boy. Y'all are upset about this lady getting getting released, right? Um, people are, they were upset that Biden traded the, traded a basketball player who broke a law for a weapons dealer. I've seen people commenting and they were saying, wow, we really traded an arms dealer during a war for a basketball player who had weed. 
when there are literally thousands of people in prison in the U.S. for the same thing. I saw those comments. Um, I saw comments about, oh, wow, we really traded a basketball player all for votes for all for vote for me brownie points. They're, they're pretty much saying, oh, he did this because he wants to get your votes. Um, I did see some comments where people were happy that she was getting released. But I didn't see a lot of a lot of comments like that. More of the comments that I saw were negative. Um, all I'm going to say is, if y'all are traveling to these different countries, then y'all better learn the laws of the land wherever you're going, okay? Because uh, you ain't in Kansas anymore once you touch touch that foreign soil. So make sure that you uh you on point. Make sure you on point because we don't have the celebrity like a Britney Griner to uh, have Biden swap us out. <laughs> Okay. Um, and my take on it is, yes, you know, she did, she did have the weed vape or whatever. And those are the laws over there. So it's unfortunate, but I know I saw some comments where they were saying, Oh, why didn't they get this Marine? There's, um, there's a, there's like veterans. And I'm just like, first of all, I'm just so happy that, um, a black woman, it is being protected. Somebody showed up for a black woman and they're protecting this black woman and they went and got her. So shout out to um, Biden for that. And Brittany Griner, we're glad to see you home. Well, some of us are. <laughs> Just do better. Just do better. Just make sure you on point whenever you go on traveling places, okay? Just do better. Um that's pretty much it for the low vibrational shit that I have. I don't, you know, I didn't really want to get too deep. I think last week I talked about a lot of low vibrational shit. Um, because this week I wanted to talk more about, um, the whole, the, the, the main topic for the podcast, the situation. So I just want to move on to give them their flowers and, so as I was creating the outline for this week's episode, you know, I had everything for the low vibrational shit, for the situation topic, for my spiritual download. And I just could not, I'm like, who do I want to get flowers to this week? Because in the beginning, whenever I first started doing the episodes, I was giving flowers to a lot of celebrities. And I was like, you know what? I want to make it a little bit more personal and give flowers to people that are in my everyday life or, you know, people that I just know. Um, because there are normal, regular working people out here that are doing their thing. And I want to shine a light on that. Give these people the flowers. Let y'all know y'all doing the fucking thing. You're doing the damn thing, okay? And I see y'all. I appreciate y'all. Um, So, I'm sitting here and I'm like, dang, I got everything I need for the episode. But I don't know who I want to get my flowers to. And then right when I'm thinking that, guess who calls me? My mother calls me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give my, my mom some flowers. So I'm giving flowers to my mom, Nadine. My mom, man. So she, she was a young mom. She had my older brother when she was, what, uh, 15 going on 16. She had me when she was 17 going to 18. So... All of her life, really, she's been raising kids. And now that I am a mother, I'm like, bruh, I don't know how to fuck you did that. Because shit. <laughs> you just really didn't have a life. Because it's like once you have a kid, 
your life, like, <laughs> you just get like, whatever the fuck you do is about them kids. You can still do things for yourself, of course, but your the moves that you make, you got to keep, you have dependence in mind, you know? So for her to just really at the age of 16, you're stepping into motherhood. And then she had my baby brother when she was 30. So you really just haven't really had uh, a life for yourself, for real. You've had children all of your life, pretty much. And so now that we're all grown and we're on our own, my mom is out here living her best life. So I have my son, he's four. And my mom is not going to, she look, she going to let you know, like, look, I ain't, I ain't babysitting. <laughs> Like, look, I done raised kids. I'm I'm good. I'm done. So I'm not even mad at it because I, as a mother, like, I understand. Um, but, yeah, so she's out here, and she's recently been hitting me up. She's tapping into the entrepreneur side of things because growing up with my mom, I remember, she, I, I remember always catching the bus from our house to go to my grandma's house. Cause she would drop us off because she went to school. She still, you know, she was going to this community college. And I always remember my mom was in the corporate world and she stayed climbing the corporate ladder, getting promotions, was doing her thing. Then she got married. And once she got married, she had a husband who took care of everything. So she no longer had to work. Um, but she did, she helped out with their, their business. So she had a taste of the, the, the entrepreneur side of things. Um, however, now she's tapping into it, you know, on her own and um, really just like, yeah, look, I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to get to, to this bag. Um, nobody's trying to jump on the slave ship. OK, nobody's trying to work a nine to five. And I'm not knocking anybody who works nine to fives. I'm not. But she always says that you got to change your mindset, you know, change your mindset. Once you change your mindset, then you change your reality. So um Want to give my flowers to my mom, man. Mother-daughter relationships are always kind of like, I don't know, it's a thing about them. But um, one thing about it, decisions that I do make, I always, you know, I, I talk to my mom about things. And even if I kind of come off like, Psh, I got this, I got this all together, you know, I still, it's, I still one of them things where it's like, boy, I need, I need mom to... You know, I need to know my, like, my mom says it's, okay, okay, then I, I'm running with it. And then another thing, I just, my mom, she's always, even just kind of recently talking to my little brother about certain situations that we've been in as kids that we've gotten into, you know, typical teenager shit. And um, one thing we could say is, like, our mom has always, she's been there, like, oh, the car's broke down. Okay, I'm on the way. Two o'clock in the morning, whatever the case may be, you know, okay, I'm there. And I know for me, like I call my mom and she she'll come. So uh <laughs> I don't wanna get all Terry Terry and stuff, but wanna give her her flowers. <laughs> ah. Love you, mom. All right, whoo! Get look at me getting emotional. <laughs> I do love my mom. And I get a little bit emotional about it because um, I just feel like I don't really tell my mom enough, you know, like, hey, I really appreciate you and um, I love you. So I need to do that more. I will do that more. And because um, she really, 
she shows up she does so giving my mom flowers love you and um let's move on to the situation situation but the situation this week is um cardi b she explains why she has anxiety about making new music and i want to play a clip for y'all and just kind of talk about um just kind of deep dive into the things that she said so let me play this clip real quick i know y'all been saying oh that i gotta drop this album that i've been lacking i've been whatever this this and that I ain't even gonna front to y'all. I ain't even gonna front of y'all. I'm a, I'm gonna have to be real with myself and I'm gonna have to be real with y'all. I feel like I have gotten too comfortable. I feel like I have gotten too comfortable because I'm just a mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I'm just like a mom, like um and i do have anxiety i've been having a lot of anxiety because i know right after i drop my album i have to go on tour and i have like bad separation anxiety from my kids like Mm -hmm. and you know people just be making it like seem like it's easy like oh you could take your kids on tour with you and everything but it wouldn't be fair that wouldn't be fair for my daughter to do for me to do that for my daughter because my daughter she's in gymnastics class she's in ballet ballet um she fucking about to take hip-hop dancing classes and she likes to be around kids and it's like for me to take my daughter on tour and shit like it's like i'm just gonna rob her away from things that like that like she loves to do just because i want her to be close to me and everything but it's like it's like a balance and then like when it comes to music and everything like um I just be feeling like I don't be liking anything. Like I, she goes on to talk about her anxiety with the you know creating music and things a little bit more. But I just wanted to kind of touch on what she said about having anxiety as a mother, which is a real thing. Um, and I can relate because, oh, first of all, I swear I did not have anxiety this bad until after i had my son i'm like god damn, why i be having anxiety about everything it seemed like i want to talk about when i got pregnant and i was working a job i was working this job and then now i'm on maternity leave for this job they only give me because i um when you have a c-section you get a little a little bit more time to recover so they gave me like six and a half weeks of maternity leave and i the whole time i'm just sitting here like i'm not gonna be able to do this i can't do this i'm not gonna be able to go back to this work see i got to i live in atlanta i have to take an hour in traffic spend eight hours at work and then spend another hour or so in traffic every day and that's a lot of time away from my six-week-old child. I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to be able to do it. So I ended up getting a work-from-home job while I was on maternity leave. Like, Mm-mm, I got to be with my baby. I got to be with my baby. Um, And she spoke on, you know, having that um anxiety, that, that uh, separation anxiety. Parenting anxiety is a real thing. It's essentially you worrying or having fear and stressing about having to be a caregiver. So... I took that work from home job, 
so I can be around my son. Now the boy is glued to my hip. <laughs> I just went to the grocery store yesterday without him and he called me, he called me on FaceTime and was having a fit. Like, you left me! But, you know, that comes with that separation anxiety because, you know, both sides get it, the, the kid and the, and the parent. I think more so um, sometimes me, though, because, I don't know, I just have a lot of anxiety. I remember after I gave birth to my son, um, I was on medication on top of medication and his father has never been in the picture. So he wasn't there. And everyone who came and stayed at the hospital, my mom, my little brother, my good friend, Jim, they stayed there. Um, and I love them for this, but they stayed, like, especially my homegirl, Jam. She came and she was there pretty much the whole damn time, if not the whole time. And I labored for like 28 hours um, before I just kind of was like, oh, I can't do it no more. Just, just cut him out of me. And that took like 15 minutes for them to do C-section. I was like, damn it, I could have just done, get the, the damn C-section and been done. But anyways, um, they stayed pretty much the whole entire time I labored. But after I had him, you know, they went home. They had to go home and rest. Like, all right, huh? let me freshen up. Like, oh, I'm rushing. You did good, kid. But we got to go home. We'll come back and visit. So um, being that I, I had got induced, so I'm on Pitocin. I'm on drugs because my my blood pressure is high. I know the baby's the baby's heart rate is high. Let me let's give us let me give you this drug so that the baby's heart rate can go down. But because you're on that drug, now your heart rate's going up and your blood pressure's high. And now I got to give you a drug for the blood. So I was on so much medication, and I promise y'all, I will if I ever have another child, I will not be in nobody's hospital. Nope, doula me maybe i'm not doing it um because that's that's wild but anyway um and that's why it's very very important that when you are in these hospitals you have somebody that's with you all the time advocating for you because i had a birthing plan and that birthing plan did they did not follow the birthing plan first of all i gave the birthing plan to the first nurse and of course when she's her shift ended i know damn well she didn't give my birthing plan to the next nurse or whatever so you gotta have somebody advocating but um, anyways, because I was heavily medicated and I didn't have anybody that was staying in my room with me overnight, they were like, oh, okay, we're going to have to put your son into the nursery um, because we don't want to risk you not, you being so deep asleep, your child wake up and be crying and you're just deeply asleep, which would, hell no, hell no, <laughs> that wouldn't have happened. You don't even damn how much medication I was on, that baby was going to be crying, I'm up. I'm up, but I'm all medicated. I'm like, okay, okay. But if I wasn't medicated or if somebody was there um, to advocate for me, that would have been a no. No, my baby's staying in the room with me because I, my son's not vaccinated. I don't know. Nope, we don't do vaccinations over here. Um, but that's a topic for another day. But because of that, they put them in a nursery, right? And then all I remember is a nurse comes into my room waking me up. And the nurse tells me my son was no longer in the nursery, but now has been moved to the NICU where he stayed for seven days. So now the anxiety is just what? What you mean? My, my child's not in the nursery anymore. Now he's in the NICU. What the fuck is going on? Because he um, he ate his poop in the womb, <laughs> which is common. Um, and that can cause them to. It's a. Uh, it's a term for it. I can't really think of it right off the top of my head. But um, it's common. The, the babies can do that. They can eat the poop in the womb. And then it kind of can cause like breathing issues. But um, 
he was there for like seven days and in the midst of walking back and forth from my room to the NICU, I just remember one night after coming out of the bathroom, I sat on the bed and I just let out this dramatic ass cry. Like it was just, just anxiety just came over me, just rushing and over me was overwhelming. And I was just thinking like, how the fuck am I going to be responsible for another being? Not only another being, but a black one. Not only a black one, but a black man, a black male, a black boy that's going to grow into a man. And just the anxiety of it all just had me fucked up. Like, I get anxiety about shit that hasn't even happened yet. Like, him being a teenager, my son's four. And I'm over here thinking about, damn, he's going to be driving soon. He's going to have to drive soon. He's going to leave, leave, you know, he's going to have to leave the nest. Is he going to be well equipped? Is he going to, like, the way the world is, like, damn i'm sending my baby out into this crazy ass world just that anxiety i don't know it, it just whoo it's it's heavy and i like i said like I, I didn't have anxiety like that until after i had my son but i came across a blog that gives 10 tips to help reduce parenting anxiety okay so the first tip is to create routines to help create a sense of normalcy um i think that's very important you do need to have routines so that you don't lose your fucking mind. You have an anxiety because you don't know what the fuck to do all the day to day. So you're anxious about a lot of shit. Um, um, you know, just once you kind of have that control of, okay, the sense of, okay, so this is how our day's going. We're doing this, this, this throughout, you know, every day or every Monday and Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. Then your anxiety is not that. It's not that bad. Take breaks from the news and social media. This is a big one. This is a big one for me because it seems every time that I look at the news or if I scroll on social media, and this is the reason why I had to stop like following like the shade room and media takeout and you know stuff like that because it's like oh my gosh every time I get on Instagram that's all I'm seeing is just some ba some bad news. But it's like every time that I'm looking at the news or social media. A school has been shot up or a child has been killed by a loved one like or another parent and me as a single parent i'm like oh that really gives me anxiety like damn like if if princess dad ever did get his shit together and decide he wanted to be a part of his life um that i'm have that gives me anxiety because i'm like damn these parents are allowing you know they're they're allowing their child to go with another parent who may have been like a similar situation like mine like okay maybe you weren't around in the beginning but now you're trying to come around and you're trying to get it together and now my baby's dead type of thing you know so i be seeing that shit now that shit gives me anxiety so take breaks from that you know take breaks from that um stay active walk jog run stretch dance oh dancing is big for me man listen Smoke some weed. Look, that's not on the list, but get you some weed. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I advocate for parents smoking weed. I am. I uh, I advocate for that. Please, please. Get, if you don't do it, please do it. Cause oh my gosh, it does help you with your anxiety. I feel like I have more patience whenever I smoke. Um, and then. It taps into the stay active part because now for me I smoke a lot of sativa, so I'm wanting to be active. Like I like when I smoke sativa, I'll clean the whole house. I'm like, oh, I want to do a workout, or I just just start dancing, you know. And so that 
that really helps when you have a, a routine um, that involves working out that really really helps a lot with your anxiety whether you're a parent or not um, another tip be transparent with your children try not to worry them but you do want to be transparent with your children because you don't want to be having anxiety about having to lie to your kids about shit and just be transparent with them and, and have the open conversations i feel like that's very important too one thing about it i talked to my son um about his penis and um that's what we call a penis vagina uh he knows the terms for it i, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of things that I talk to him. Maybe some some parents may sh may shun me for it or whatever because they're like, there's some things your kids don't need to talk about, but they're gonna learn about it eventually, more than likely in school. Um, and so just be transparent with your kids. Let them know what's what's up. For me, I feel like you want to talk to your kids about things to help prevent them getting into some shit or to help stay out of some shit because. Like I said, I talked to my son about his penis and nobody should be asking you to see it. Nobody should be trying to touch it. And you don't be showing it to people. And if you do, um, if, if somebody is asking you, let me know. You know, and I say, hey, um, I'm not going to be mad at you. So don't ever be scared to tell me somebody wants to see your penis or they're asking to see your penis. Don't ever be scared to tell me those things. You know, so I, you have to be transparent, have those type of conversations with your kids. And that's going to help with your anxiety because now I know like the, the anxiety that I used to have when he was smaller and he couldn't talk was, Oh, I don't want to let him, I can't let him go with anybody. You know, I can't, I can't, anybody just can't babysit my child because for one, he can't, he can't speak up for himself and I need to know what the fuck's going on. You know, now he's, he can articulate very well. And so now that anxiety is not as bad. I can let him go and uh kick it at somebody's house that i know um because i know he's gonna give me the report he's gonna come back with the report oh what you do did you have a good time yeah yeah he's gonna let me know oh yeah they did this or you know whatever the case may be so now that anxiety is a little less because i have been transparent with my son and we've had those conversations uh tip number five focus on the things you can control so put your stress in perspective and be proud of what you have accomplished um, that's, that's a big one too. There's some things that just aren't in your control and some things are out of your control. Um, so don't stress about it too much. Let that shit go. And, and then also, like I said, be proud of your, what you have accomplished. A lot of parents, we, we kind of go on these guilt trips about how we're parenting. Like, damn, am I doing a good job or whatever? Yes, you are. Listen. If don't know if you if you don't think that or if nobody has told you that I'm gonna tell you that you're doing a goddamn good job, okay? Kids still alive and well, you're doing a great job. Number six, find your peace. Find your peace. Keep calm no matter how hard the situation is, so you can deal with it wisely. Meditate. If you don't meditate, please get into it, okay? Meditate. Um. When your child is having a temper tantrum or things like that, you do have to find that peace. You know, maybe tell your child, hey, um, can you give mommy a minute? It's nothing that you did. It's just mommy needs a minute to gather her thoughts and everything. And then I will come back and we'll talk about this, okay? Sometimes you, you need to take that moment, those moments, to find your peace. <sighs> breathe in, breathe out. Woo!
And that'll help relieve that stress and that anxiety for sure. Stay virtually connected with family and friends. Isolation and loneliness can increase anxiety and depression and even impact our physical health. That is so true. You, When they say it takes a village to raise a child, they ain't goddamn lying, okay? They are not lying. And, and me, I am a person where um, a lot of, it's been a lot of um, isolation. I don't really have a, a big tribe or village like that. Um, it's really just me um, with my child most of the time. So you have to go out and find your village or find the parents um, that are like minded or not even just parents, but find your people who want to have your back, have your best interest, your child's best interest um, in mind. You got to create the village because sometimes it's not going to be your family. It's not going to be, it's not going to be your family. And sometimes it might not even be your, your the close, close friends. Like for me, um, I, I don't have a lot of family who lives in Georgia. It's just me, my mom, really. A, there's a couple of like cousins and stuff, but I don't really know them like that. I don't really interact with them like that. Um, and then I have my friends, and I don't really be wanting to put the pressure on my friends, even though they do say, "Yeah, I'll babysit" or whatever. But I don't be wanting to put the pressure on them because they got kids themselves. Hell, and I know if you're trying to escape, if you're trying to escape your kids, like I'm trying to escape my kid. Shit, you ain't trying to be babysitting and have your kid and my kid. Um, so, <laughs> so you, that's the thing for me where it's like the people that I, or it'd be the people that I really trust when I go out and do things, I want them to come with me. You know, th these are my friends that I want to go hang out with or go travel with or whatever. So having the people to babysit my son, that kind of causes some anxiety, um, and isolation as well because of that. But Sound advice that I've gotten, you have to definitely go and find your tribe for sure. Um, and then, okay, so this one, find a support system, which is pretty much what I've talked about. Turn to people who are thoughtful, sensible, and good listeners. Yeah, um, that's pretty much finding your tribe, finding your village. Pick up a new hobby and involve your kids sometimes. Gardening, playing an instrument, or learning chess are a few hobbies you can pursue. My son loves to cook. He does. He loves to cook. So anytime that I'm cooking, he wants to pull up a chair and he wants to cook with me. And that is so um, soothing. And it's just, you know, that helps that helps with the anxiety. I'm not over here like, Boy, stop doing you know, because now we're doing something that we both like to do. And I'm teaching him a skill. And it helps with my anxiety because she look, look, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> this boy is learning how to cook. So by the time you about six, seven, eight. Look, I don't need you to know how to make some eggs or something. Don't don't come looking for me. I'm still asleep. <laughs> don't come looking for me talking about you hungry. Go down there and make you some eggs. Leave me alone. Um, yeah, I put that much trust into him. Like he, like I said, he loves to cook. He's very intelligent. He catches on very quickly. So I'm like, yeah, this is gonna benefit me. This is gonna benefit me real soon because you learn how to cook. I ain't gonna have to do it. <laughs> I ain't gonna have to do it. Now that's less anxiety for me. And practice self-care, which, you know, I feel like that's a little redundant. We already talked about that. Practice self-care, stay active, try a little yoga, listen to music, meditate, get a massage, or laugh at your favorite comedy film. Um, another anxiety that parents may experience is FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. As a parent, like I said, you, you're responsible for another human being, you know, and so there are some things that you may not be able to do because you do have a child. I know for me, um, 
a lot of things I've missed out, you know, because, oh, I don't have a babysitter. Or There are people who, they experience that FOMO anxiety because they're, they're, they are, what am I trying to say? What's the word? Um, mourning the person that they were before they became a parent. You may have been a person who is very social and can just spontaneously pop out and do things and now you have a child or children and it's like mm, I can't do those things anymore things have to be planned I can't just spontaneously just do a lot of things and so you may develop an anxiety because of that you know FOMO those are definitely some things that'll help you you know to help you with anxiety uh parenting anxiety for sure i'm going to add one to the list and it's something that you will hear a lot on this podcast i'm i'm going to say it a lot you'll hear it a lot from me and that is grace grace show yourself some grace you're doing a great job and i know we get anxious and we get in our heads about our parenting but give yourself some grace my child is healthy very intelligent very happy my child adores me I'm definitely doing something right. So say that to yourself. Give yourself some grace. I know we're not in a spiritual download right now, but see, you know, I just got to drop them gems for y'all. Um, I'm sure many of you parents that are listening can say the same thing. You can say the same thing about your child being happy, healthy, intelligent. They adore you. So give yourself some grace and know that you are a fucking dope ass parent. Okay, and you parent the way that works best for your household. Now, moving on to the pussy power segment. Mm-hmm. This pussy powerful. So I know that the last episode, and um, I think a couple of episodes, I've talked about you guys sending in stories that you have or if you want any advice or anything like that and i definitely know the last episode and the halloween episode we talked about the dating horror stories um i talked about the dating app horror story last episode but for the halloween episode it was the dating horror stories and i said y'all if y'all have any send them in let me know so i do have one that i'm going to read one of my listeners slid in my dms she sent me a dating horror story i'm going to read it to y'all well we're going to definitely keep her anonymous and I will always do that. I'll keep you guys anonymous unless y'all want me to mention your name, unless you actually said that. No, you could say my name, sis, but I'm going to keep y'all anonymous. But <clears throat> so let's read this. Hey, Tierra LeRae, I wanted to say congratulations on your podcast and I love the episode so far. I wanted to send you a message and tell you about a dating horror story that I recently experienced. I met this guy. We, we would just call him B. <laughs> okay. I met this guy, B, on a dating app called Bumble. So I guess this is a dating app horror story. (laughs) Anyway, B is a very handsome man. And according to what he has told me, he has a very good job, making good money, and a nice home in Roswell, Georgia. Anyway, we talked on the app for a bit before exchanging numbers. After we exchanged numbers, we would talk every day. But I noticed that, that he would stop responding after a certain time every day. So I said something to him about it. Hmm red flag right there his excuse was that he uses the, the time out feature on his iphone that puts his apps to sleep and his phone on D at 9 p.m every night 
Now, I could believe that because I do that. I do use that feature on my iPhone um, for 10 p.m. Like It just turns all my apps off, puts them in sleep mode, and puts my phone on Do Not Disturb. So I will miss messages because of that. So, I, okay, I believe it. Anyways, let's keep going. Um, this is a feature on iPhone, so I didn't really press the issue anymore. Fast forward, we have went out on several dates, and we always kick it at my house. The dick and tongue are really good, and after a month of dating, he is ready to take things to the next level. Another red flag? Okay. Well, for me, that is. Like, damn, what the fuck are you rushing for? And why y'all always kicking it at, at your house? Hmm. Okay, anyways. um, I am not comfortable with this. Okay. I am not comfortable with this because no matter how many times I've mentioned wanting to be able to call him after nine, he refuses to allow it, and I still have yet to see the inside of his house. Hmm. I told him how I felt and he immediately got defensive. I told him if that's a big deal, then this isn't going to work out anyway. He went ghost for two weeks. Wow. Uh, then out the blue, he got he hit me up and said he wanted me to come over so he could cook for me. Okay, so he's inviting you over. <clears throat> I was excited because I finally get to see his home and I felt like this is a step into the right direction. I get to the house and things are going smoothly. We eat dinner, then sit on the couch watching movies. We are cuddled up, feeling on each other, when all of a sudden we hear keys jangling at the door. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. it was going to be his wife or some shit. Um, he jumps up and says, fuck. And this guy walks in. This guy walks in looking just as surprised as us. B says, this is my roommate who was supposed to be out of town this weekend. The roommate says, did you try it? I'm not your roommate. <laughs> what I said in that voice, because I already know what time it is with this shit already. I already Bitch, you tried it. I'm not your roommate. I'm your boyfriend. And um and I knew you were going to pull this shit because I've been in your phone. Okay, so wait, hold on, because I kind of confused myself. So the roommate boyfriend says, Bitch, you tried it. I'm not your roommate. I'm your boyfriend, and I knew you were going to pull this shit because I've been in your phone. So, okay, so you've been in your phone. Okay. Um, that's why I told you I was going out of town. He turns and looks at me and says, sis, this nigga is for the streets. You're not the only one he been talking to and fucking. I didn't even waste any time <clears throat> grabbing my shit and leaving out of there. All I heard before I closed the door was, you always doing this shit to me. B was blocked before I started the car and drove off. Sorry for the long story, but that's my dating horror story. Keep doing your thing with the podcast, girl. Well, thank you. I definitely appreciate you sliding in my DMs, sending me that story. I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm definitely I'm definitely talking about this on the next episode. Um, that's wow. That is really <laughs> but like whenever I was reading it, I was like, I know this man already got a wife. He just the red flags were just there. It was just there. Um, I can't call you late night. Uh, we've been kicking it for a little bit of time now for, you know, for a good amount of time and not yet have I been to your house, but you've been to mine several times. Then you get defensive about me when I, you know, when I bring it up, like, Hey, I just feel like I want to be able to communicate with you late night, you know, and I want to come to your house and you, the guy gets defensive, then goes ghost. Yeah. The red flags were there, sis. The red flags were there. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. That's wow. But we do live in Atlanta and I would not put, you know, that type of download behavior past anyone. So sounds like he's not being safe either because the boyfriend said 
looked at her and said, sis, he's for the streets. Like he, this is, you're not the only one that he's talking to and fucking. So first of all, why are you putting up with it, sir? <laughs> why are you putting up with his bullshit? So you knew that he was doing this type of shit. You went through his phone. You seen that he was doing this shit. You had to scheme and say, hey, I'm going out of town just so you can catch him in, to, in, in some shit. And then his sneaky ass, oh, okay, I done ghosted this girl for two weeks. Now my nigga going out of town. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hit her up. And like now this is the opportunity for her. She can come over, see my house while my nigga out of town. And then now, you know what I'm saying? She, I could put, put her... I could put her um, feelings and shit at ease because now she's she done came over. My nigga's gone. And then I could probably go back to, oh, you know, let's, let me just keep coming to your house type of thing. You see my house. I ain't got nothing to hide. Ugh. These niggas be, be wild, man. These niggas be wild. But I appreciate that story. And if you have a dating horror story or a dating app, horror story that you would love to share on the podcast please send them to me you can send them you can slide on my dms on instagram at tiara underscore laray or the podcast page rated m underscore because we mf grown and i will gladly read your dating app horror stories or your dating horror stories and i'll, I'll give my advice i'll chime in and we'll, we'll do that now, after all of that debauchery, <laughs> let's get into our spiritual download. All right, so go ahead and close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale. One more time. Inhale, exhale. Calm down. The spiritual download that I have for you this week, dream it. Work for it. Go get it. It's that simple. And this is really what manifesting is all about. Or praying. Whatever it is that you believe in. You have to dream about it, right? You got to have the dream. What is the dream? Oh, I want to be a millionaire. Oh, I want to start a business. I want to go to school, I want to go to college, you know, whatever the dream is, you have to first dream about it, right? You have to have the dream. Then you want to work for it. You got to work for it. You got to put that work in and go get it. You got to put the work in. Faith without works is dead. You can't just say, you can't just say, oh, I'm manifesting a millionaire lifestyle or I'm manifesting this, that, or the third. You have to actually go out, work, work for it. Go out and go get that shit. So have the dream. Dream it. Put the work in. And go get that shit. And that's the spiritual download for this week. Thank y'all so much for tuning in again. Another episode. 
in the books. I really appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Make sure that you guys follow me at Tierra underscore uh, at Tierra underscore Laray. Follow the podcast at Rated M underscore Cuz We MF Grown. So it'll be maybe about four or five more episodes for this season. The season is coming to an end, and next season y'all next season is gonna be lit i'm gonna have my co-host i talked to her the other day i pretty much just told her she's my co-host like i didn't even give her an option to like decide like i told her like you know you're my (laughs) co-host so i have my co-host we had a conversation the other day um and the vision is crazy the vision is crazy so we're gonna go from just being audio, an audio podcast to visual. So you will be able to see my beautiful face and my beautiful co-host on YouTube as well. So make sure that you guys are following the page so you can get the updates about everything. And just keep tapping in and send in your dating horror stories, please and thank you. And I'ma see y'all next week. Bye.